the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Welcome home, my friends. When I say home, I'm talking about Come Together San Diego. This needs to be your home broadcast where you can go to find out what's going on that everybody should know about and very few people do. (laughs) So, you know, that's our heart cry is to dig into some of the things that maybe the body of Christ needs to know about that perhaps uh, you don't. And so that's one of the things that we do. And we also bring in guests that have uh, nuances of the faith that uh, you need to uh, be aware of because, you know, God's got a plan for not only you, but the entire body collectively. That's the vision and hope behind Come Together San Diego. And, you know, this show, my friends, is one that is no different from that. Our hope is to give you a challenging topic from a biblical perspective, and then we're going to dig into it. And no holds barred. Uh, Speaking of no holds barred, I want to introduce to you my uh, first hour's guest, Stacy Acaveria, she is a, a remarkable lady. She actually has a broadcast on KPRZ as well. I broadcast, as you know, on Saturday. She broadcasts uh, her her show, uh, True uh, True You Ministries, on Saturdays as well. Stacy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, listen, my friends, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Stacy. Then I'm going to have a prayer warrior begin the show. What, uh, Stacy, one of the things we frequently do, we always have a prayer warrior praying over the show. But of late, I've been having them come on and give me about a 60-second live prayer to get us started. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Oh, okay. So you you got a show that's actually on Saturdays as well, Stacy. Yeah. Um, on Saturdays, and it's called... True You Ministries. Tell us a little bit about what that show is about, and that'll give our listeners a kind of a sense on where we're going with this broadcast. Right. Yeah, I'd love to. So the show is about, uh, I, I discuss various pain points and struggles or challenges in a person's life and how they can experience hope, healing, and freedom in Jesus Christ. Yes. And at the begin- yeah, at the beginning of the show, I just share a little bit about my, about my own story, the pain point, and then I get into the hope of Scripture and God's wisdom, and then I have some teaching and counseling aspects of the show. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I do every every Saturday morning at five thirty a.m. Well, you know, five thirty a.m. There's a lot of us who are up around five thirty a.m. preparing for the day. And so you're catching people when their minds are open. They don't have clutter in there from the you know, bulk of the things that they're going to be facing in a given day. And uh, that means that their heart is likely open as well. So one of the things that you deal with and that really struck my uh, attention as I talked to you in the past, uh, part mm-hmm. of your ministry is as, as a li- uh, licensed pastoral counselor and a certified uh, uh, pastoral sex addic- addiction professional and temperament 
therapist, I mean, that's a whole bunch of words, but what that tells me is you're looking out for uh, the body of Christ and uh, you're, you're uh, cognizant of the challenges that many pastors face from a sensual uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a sex addiction perspective. And I'll tell you what, that is more than needed. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, Stacey. This, and we have the whole first hour to talk about that. And in my second hour, I'm going to be bringing on an author of a book called Saving mm-hmm. Summer. And that's a story about dealing with abuse and trauma as well. So my yeah. listening friend, if you would like to know a little bit about the trauma that comes with the abuse, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you go, oh, I don't need to listen to that. Oh, boy, do you. So, <laughs> Stacy, what I'd like to do is I've, I've got uh, one of our prayer warriors standing by right now. His name is Arnie Jackson. Arnie, would you take about a minute and uh, say a prayer over this show, not only uh, with Stacy Hecaveria and uh, True You Ministries, but over our second hour guest, Susie Ryan, and her new novel called Saving Summer. So, Arnie, would you be so kind, my prayer warrior brother? Yes. Thank you, Kaz. And I just want to start thanking God for this day and for his time. For such a time as this, we are here Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, who helps us, will help at this program. Take praise. Come together, San Diego. Uh, uh, Stacy and Susan, that when it reaches the heart, their, their eyes and ears and heart will be open and understand everything that's put out. And uh, today, the Lord gave me at 430. He said, uh, Psalm 24, uh, uh, 6. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. Well, David said that it was the Lord who lifts up our head in Psalm 3 3. So in Second Kings, uh, the King of Babylon lifted up Jehoiakim out of prison, the head of Jehoiakim out of prison. And in Genesis, Pharaoh, uh, uh, Joseph saw that Pharaoh would lift up the head of the cupbearer, and uh, he did. So the lift up one's head means that you can get restored. But in Revelation, Jesus says that I come, behold, I come at the door and knock. If any man comes, hears my voice and, and opens the door, I will come in and he will sup, and I will sup with him and he with me. So thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can have restoration, that, that as we open our hearts, that you will lift up our heads. And we just pray this now in Jesus' name, by his shed blood. Amen. Thank you, Arnie Jackson. Uh, Arnie's a military guy, so he prays those prayers from a military standpoint, and he gets serious about those mm-hmm. prayers. Hey, Arnie, God bless <laughs> you, brother. Okay, Stacy, we, yeah. we 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 got a lot of ground to cover, and I'm going to give you the baton early on here so that you can begin covering it. But I'd love to tell have you tell our listening friends about your profession and uh, kind of your personal journey that got you to, to where you are today and on the radios on Saturday, 5.30 a.m. on KPRZ. Stacy Echeverria. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let me just say, it wasn't without God, let me tell you. it Only he could have orchestrated where I am today, and everything that I've experienced is my, in my life has brought me to such a time as this. And so he's prepared me to step into what I'm what I stepped into three years ago. So brief background is my first career. So I'm on my I'm on my third career right now. So my first <laughs> career was an was in entertainment. Oh. I have a degree in theater arts. 
I have a dance background. I worked in the entertainment industry for about 14 years. And in 2004, I worked on my last project and I had just about had enough. And at that point, I was a believer and I asked the Lord, do you want me to continue in this business? And give me a, tell me yes or no. And when you ask the Lord for an answer, he gives you an answer. <laughs> and he made, it, he made it really, really clear and shut every single door. Oh my. And then it was, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he brought me to the, uh, the, uh, the international headquarters of a, of a denomination here in Southern California. I worked at Human Resources there for about three years. I met my husband there. I worked in, like I said, I worked in HR and I was the recruiter there, but I always uh, had this little joke where I said, you know, I got an, I got an extra perk in my benefits package because I met my husband at work, and we've been <laughs> married now almost 17 years, so wow. I'm so grateful for that. Wow. And in, in, in my, at my time there, I met this wonderful woman who introduced to me uh, an emotional healing process that I use in my own, in my own practice. And I was newly married. I was older when I got married, so there was a lot of unresolved um, hurt that came along and I knew that I couldn't continue the way that I was because it was affecting my relationship with my husband. There was a lot of anger issues and that's a family of origin issue. So she asked me if I was interested in going through this process and I said yes. And it was faith-based and Jesus in the healing process was phenomenal. He saved my life in it. And it was, it was clear to me when the Lord was nudging me, he was saying to me, you need to take this to women. And I said, how do I do that? I you know, don't have a counseling background. It doesn't really matter. I can facilitate these healing groups. So we brought it to the church, my husband and I, we facilitated groups for men and women. And then I got the nudge 10 years ago, go back to school, because although I could do human resources, it wasn't my passion. I'd always loved being able to help people in any capacity that I could. And so I said, all right, Lord, uh, I'll go back to school, but you need to provide the finances and, and direct the path. And boy, did he. So in 2018, I went back to school. He provided the finances, you know, debt-free being able to, to get my master's degree in clinical Christian counseling, as well as um, I'm a licensed pastor as well. So that's my licensing. I'm not state licensed. And I chose that route because faith is an integral part of who I am. And it is very much uh, what I use in my counseling. Oh my. And so I didn't want anyone telling me what I could or could not do as far as my faith was concerned in my counseling where I couldn't initiate prayer or talk about Jesus or, you know, um, you know, counsel my clients with a spiritual, biblical perspective. Yes. And so that was the Lord. And I never, I thought about radio and podcasting here and there. And I was like, I don't even know how to break into that. And so Terry out of the blue, and it wasn't so much out of the blue, it was the Lord. He reached out to me, emailed me about an opportunity, and I had a wonderful conversation with him. And I said, you know what? I, I think this is amazing. I want the weekend to pray with my husband about it. 
and my husband and I did. I spoke with a friend of mine. She gave me confirmation, and I said, I need the weekend, Terry. I'll let you know Monday. He's like, absolutely, pray about it. We prayed about it. Monday <laughs> rolled around. I reached out to Terry, and, you know, that was in April. And so, you know, it, I, I, I don't believe in coincidences. I know that the Lord was in it. And yes. so he's given me this platform, yes. and I'm so grateful for it. Well, let me, let me say this, uh, Stacy Echeverria. One of the things that I see in this, we are in vital, vital times like none other like none other. And God's kids need to rise to their occasion. And each person in God's kingdom has a piece of the pie, has a piece of the puzzle that nobody else has like they do. And certainly when you're talking about your occupation and your ministry tied to uh, the profession of being a licensed pastoral uh, counselor and uh, pastoral uh, sex addition uh, professional Mm -hmm. and, and temperament therapists and things like that. I mean, there's, that that's yeah. a whole venue that uh, many of us go, what's that? And I I, I'm going to have you spend some time during this broadcast sharing about that because yeah. my listening friend, the body of Christ needs to be healed and whole in order to be able to move forth as this uh, uh, coordinated army of God to do God's things. And I, I, in my brief discussions with Stacy, I've realized that she holds a component that very few others do, and she is also a resource for many of you that are listening. So my listening friend mm-hmm. in the next segment, Stacy Echeverria of True You Ministries on Saturdays at 5.30 a.m. on KPRZ, and I are going to talk about many other things. We're also going to talk about, I discovered that you are of Jewish and Armenian descent, and I love that from my point of view mm-hmm. on what God's doing in the body of Christ. We'll talk more mm-hmm. about those things and so many more things when Stacy and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. That's right, my friends. We are back indeed with a compelling, almost... um, uncomfortable topic sometimes it's it's dealing with the the stuff that's inside of us you know the body talks uh, the bible talks about us the spirit soul and body and a lot of the soul things you know the mind will and emotion kind of stuff can go awry if we are not in tune and and intimate with god through holy spirit and um i i you know i think stacy i've been an observer in the body of christ and participant for many decades now i won't tell you how many decades but for a long time and my heart cries for the body of christ to be the body of christ and i i i myself um let me let me just say um I, back in decades ago i was involved in pornography myself and so I, got, I said, God, I don't want this to happen. But, you know, there was a hook going on. And so I wrote a book, Sensual Seductions, Help for the Porn, mm-hmm. Help for the Porn Again Man. And I, I wow. began writing this. And I, and I had, I, and I, uh, had a, uh, a therapist working with me, but that therapist bailed out. So I've got most of the book written, and, and I've got the cover mm-hmm. created and everything. And I'm going, well, Lord, if you want me to do that, I will do it. But that has been decades ago. But nonetheless, I, let me just tell you that it was a major challenge. And I said, to solve that challenge, I'm going to go right between the eyes on that thing, and I'm going to publish a book to help people know that God has a solution for an, that anxious challenge. And I, I, you know, and I was 
pursuing God vigilantly, but I was doing this other stuff as well. And that makes me believe that there are a lot of people in the body of Christ, even the pastoral people that are doing these kind of things. And so you yeah. coming in in the midst of this and, and intervening mm-hmm. on things like that, you want to talk just a little bit about it on, in this segment? Yes. I, what is What has been a challenge for me in, as I navigate in this particular arena is that in the church, that is not a topic that people talk about because there's so much shame around it. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of shame, and that's that's the enemy, right? So that's Satan who says, don't talk about that. No one's going to understand. You're going to be rejected. Look, you believe that lie long enough, it becomes the truth. And the truth is we need to bring that into the light so that God can heal it and really deal with it. And so um, just just like, you know, back in the day with alcohol or drug addiction, you know, you kept it quiet, you didn't understand. But this is a big deal now. We're in the digital age, and we have more and more that are younger and younger getting hooked on pornography because the access yes. is so easy. Yes. Uh, I was, I'm not a digital native, uh, but we've got a generation growing up as digital natives. And so especially within the church, because we want to put on a face that I'm okay. Everything's okay. Well, if you're not okay, and you say that you are, you don't allow for the Lord to really work in that and really ask for the help that you're needing. And that really is the enemy. He wants people stuck. He wants them in bondage, and he does not want them to be free. Whereas, you know, the Lord said he came to set us free. You know, he came to set the captives free. We are no longer captive when we said yes to Jesus Christ. And we need to walk in that and believe in that. Uh, yes. and, and so I just, you know, to our listeners, I just tell, you know, I just want to tell you, there's no shame in this. Uh, there is help that's available. You're not alone and you're not the only one that yes. is struggling with this. So reach out. Yes, yes, yes. There are people that are ready and available to help. So that's a good place for us to say uh, people that are available and for you to reach out and help. Uh, give us a, a website for you, would you? Yes, it's www.trueuministries.com. Thank you very much. My, my listening friend, now, you. many of the people that are listening are female, and uh, many males as well, but uh, probably mm-hmm. a few more females than males. Uh, you may have mm-hmm. a child or a husband or a friend or a a leader in a church environment that you sense needs some uh, adjustments. There's also a, a delicate way to deal with these things instead of, you know, by going between the eyes with somebody, they're, they're gone right. for good oftentimes. You know, you're, right. you may be eliminated from a church environment or you may be mm-hmm. eliminated from a field of friendship or whatever it is. So there's a delicate way. And uh, Stacy, would you say Holy Spirit will actually help them get uh, vested in something like this to give it, you know, a delicate time and hope? and uh, them an opportunity in a delicate time to say a word uh, a, a word of encouragement what's your thought on something like that if you've got in our, in our audience we've got a very vast San Diego County audience and beyond um, they may right. have some of these people that are listening may either have that problem or have people that have that problem what do you what's the first step for them to engage another person into something like this I, I, I'm I'm going out on the limb here because I may be making an uncomfortable comment question for you but I think you can handle that because you are a, a KPRZ broadcaster <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> uh, that is talk to a trusted safe friend yes who won't won't be judgmental, 
who loves you right where you're at the way that Jesus does. And they may not be able to help in terms of any kind of counseling or anything like that, but they can be that person that you confess what it is that you're struggling with, and then you give voice to it. Once you give voice to what you're struggling with, it no longer has power over you. Oh, that's so So good. You know, you break that chain of shame so someone else knows. And together, maybe the two of you can figure out, you know, who to reach out to. Certainly reach out to me. I have so many resources for parents, for caregivers, grandparents, you know, for for kids. You know, there's early prevention. There's ways to have conversations with children so that they don't go down this road. And let's say they do get exposed to pornography. There are really great ways to have these conversations. So don't shy away from it. Reach out. And, you know, first and foremost, what I would say is, Pray about it. Pray about who to talk to and reach out to first, and the Lord will lead you in that. Let me ask you for a quick uh, overview, because our next... Our next guest in the next hour is actually a yeah. in the teaching environment, and right now the mm-hmm. the world of uh, teaching and things like that mm-hmm. is being overwhelmed with uh, yeah. different resources that would make a child yeah. go go the wrong direction. What what would you say to uh, a a parent that has this challenge about their their child and going one direction or another? What would you say? You've got about a minute and a half in this segment. Can I? I hope I can say this. No, no, I want you to be transparent and uh, yeah. be, between the eyes with a uh, with a vulnerable yeah. heart. <laughs> well, you so. know, I, I love I love what COVID the time of COVID did, and it and it actually raised up the mama and the papa bears. Yes, and they're and they know what's going on in the school systems, and they are fighting. So moms and dads keep fighting. They're your kids. They don't belong to the state. They don't belong to the government. And our tax dollars are what is what is paying for those salaries. You pull them out of those schools, you homeschool, you do homeschool co-ops, and you get some faith-based curriculum in there where you can set them up for success in their lives rather than addicted to pornography and all other kinds of things. Oh and then they become dependent and unproductive. Oh my. So that's as honest and as transparent as I'm going to be about that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, one of the things <laughs> I appreciate about you is I, as I look through the resume of you, and one of the things that struck me is mm-hmm. you are a Jewish, you know, of Jewish and Armenian descent, and you yeah. also are a student of the Torah. And to me, you know, w- w- when you incorporate those things with the, the mantle that you mm-hmm. otherwise carry as well, I'm going, God is really going to use Stacey, he's really going to use you because <laughs> there are different nuances in Scripture that if you're a Torah student, yeah. that the, that mm-hmm. by just a casual reading of Scripture or even a studied reading of Scripture, if you don't get into the original Hebrew and the the mores and the values of the time that this was written, you're missing right. so much stuff. So uh, it's, time, it's time for us to take a break. But, uh, you know, we, we could spend about four or five hours, you and I, together on the radio talking about these things. <laughs> but I'd like to spend the next next segment, if you would. We'll talk a little bit more about the ministry in the church environment uh, and sure. uh, with with others. But also I want you to intermingle your Jewish-Armenian <clears throat> Torah point of view because, uh, in all honesty, as I'm studying through this as well, I'm going— there are certain things that in Scripture that would tell us to watch out for things, but if you don't read it in the proper uh, translation, yeah. you're going to miss it completely. Exactly. <laughs> Stacy, would you be so on, uh, honor me by joining us for the next segment? 
I know well, you're going to say I'm, yes because we're on for the full hour. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> <laughs> so my listening friend, we got so much more to share with you. So if you're in your car or at home, pay close attention as uh, you listen to the commercial break and come right back with us. And we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Yes, yes, yes. We've got another half an hour on this first hour segment. And my co-host for this uh, time period is Stacey Echeverria. She is a new broadcaster on KPRZ, broadcasting a show called True You Ministries on Saturdays, 5.30 a.m. on, yes, indeed, KPRZ. And I'll tell you what, as you listen to what she has to say, it's commanding, but it's also something you need to pay close attention to. Stacey, I'm going to hand the baton to you. We've got two more segments uh, to to talk about this, but I want to make sure that we don't finish the the two segments and you go, you know, I wish I'd have talked about that. No, I don't want to go there. I want you to feel free to communicate however you want. And we're talking a little bit about, you know, the the counseling uh, environment in a church and with the parishioners and with pastors as well. But I'm going to actually hand the baton to you and let you take it wherever you want to. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes. So I I want, and I was just thinking about, you know, to the moms and dads out there, if your kids are exposed and they come to you, if they're exposed to pornography, right? And they, they just don't know how to handle that. They, they feel embarrassed or whatever. Uh, First and foremost is have a conversation with them. It's where it all starts. Uh, Create an environment where they can ask you questions and, you know, you have age appropriate uh, conversations with them, right? Focus on the family has great stuff. I have a three-page, or now it's a four-page document of so many different resources for parents that I will post up on my website, or if you go to my website and email me and ask me for it, I'm happy to give you those resources. By no means is it exhaustive, but it is a place to start. And you can consider, you know, looking at the technology, getting some accountability software on there, getting some routers uh, that will block uh, information that comes through that is inappropriate that you don't want them seeing. There are so many different ways of protecting your kids before they're even exposed to the pornography and even after they are. But I really think it's about if, if mom and dad are not uncomfortable with having the conversation, then the kids will be more prone to talking about it with you. And so maybe do a little bit of research on your own first and figure out what you want to share and then be prepared to just answer the questions. And even if you don't know how to answer the questions and don't have an answer, just tell them you don't know, but you'll find out. Uh, It's a lot better than making something up, but you know, but you know, kids need a safe place to land. And who better than mom and dad? Yes, yes, yes. And I just want to encourage, you know, the parents out there to go ahead and do that. Thank you, Stacey. You know, let's broaden yeah. this discussion not only to the, our listeners, yeah. but also people in a church environment and even in a pastoral yeah. environment. environment. Uh, you're face-to-face yeah. with a lot of different kinds of people during a counseling day. And so why don't you, yeah. without exposing any any particular person in particular, uh, why don't mm-hmm. you give, give us an overview of the kind of uh, a typical day in, in, a, in a poignant conversation 
uh, and how you might minister to these people. And uh, if there are certain things that you have learned in your Torah study about the character of people, you toss that in as well. We've got about five or six minutes left in this segment. You, you, you knew I was going to just throw that in, when, didn't you? Because I'm studying it, I'm studying Torah as well, and I am just yeah. amazed. Yeah. You know, when, when it goes through the different, you know, the different scriptures, uh, like uh, uh, Leviticus, uh, mm-hmm. or the Book of Numbers, nineteen and and mm-hmm. twenty, twenty-three, all these different scriptures in there, and you go, mm-hmm. I never realized it. when you dig so mm-hmm. deep, all these. <laughs> the problems that yeah. Moses had with yeah. the children of Israel is exactly the same problems that we're having in the church environment today. So I'm handing the baton to well, you, Stacy. Well, exactly. I, I mean, you know, the, the Lord called them a stiff-necked people. I, I, I don't, I have so much sympathy and empathy for Moses leading two to three million people out of Egypt and all the moaning and the whining and the complaining <laughs> that went on. And, you know, there are stiff-necked people and I'm going, wow, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes in the church we can be a stiff-necked people. That's right. And not, not wanting to change. We want, we're, we're creatures of habit, and we want to be comfortable. Well, I'll tell you, though, when you're in this process of healing and change, it is anything but comfortable. And the thing that I know about the Lord is that he is not a God of stagnation. Even though Hebrews wow. thirteen eight says that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, he wants to change us to be more and more and more like him. So that when people come in contact with us, they don't see us, but they see Jesus through us. Would you say that again? <laughs> Would you say that? Because this is what I drill home on every show. I want people to know yeah. that we're the body of Christ. And when people see us, they're seeing a character trait of the Lord. So say that again, would you? <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, absolutely. I, I work with my clients to, to bring them closer to the Lord so that, you know, when, when people see us, those of us that are believers, we're in the church, the more we come to know the Lord, the more we know who we are in him the more we are able to, rep- you know, to show Jesus to other people. We are in a, in a hurt, lost, and broken world, yes. and people need something, someone, actually, to, to hang on to for hope, right? And only Jesus can do that. So the more that we uh, are transformed into his likeness so that people can see him through us, that will bring them to him. That's right. You know, I, you know, in my salvation story, that was how I came to know the Lord, because my friend Jordan, who I think is listening tonight, uh, she led me to the Lord 26 years ago. Oh and it was her authentic walk with the Lord that drew me to him. Yes. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be transformed, right, looking more and more like him so that we can show Jesus to a lost and hurting world. Boy, oh boy, Stacy! I tell you, you know, one of the things that's been, I've been meandering around many churches and many church environments in my day, and sometimes yeah. there's an environment where you have the leadership proclaiming something on Sundays uh, mm-hmm. and living a different life on Monday through Saturday. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that is very troublesome. And I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, we're, I don't know where you align eschatologically, but I'm telling you something from my point of view. We are in mm-hmm. vital, vital times like never have been seen before, and we've got to get it right. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, and I like that you said we've got to get it right. And it's not about we've got to get it perfect because that's <laughs> not achievable, right? So that's what I that's what I deal with my clients with a lot too. It's like, you know, about perfection. And that's the, I think that's one of the main issues that we're dealing with in the church as well. Yes. And that is per- perfection. Look, our faith is not about performance. Ooh. It isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't. We need to be in line and aligned with the Lord. Yes. Period. Would you would you say you know I I see this oftentimes in some in environments, um, a person, you know, like for me, I'm I'm proclaiming the Lord in my life and lifestyle, but sometimes I'll have to confess, you know. Uh, I, I play tennis and sometimes I get really angry at myself and, you know, I go, you know, and so I have to apologize to my friends. Oftentimes I'm going, I'm, I'm a godly man, but my actions were not godly. I need to ask your forgiveness on things like that. And, you know, that's just an abstract uh, observation. But the truth of the matter is we need to be, uh, you know, if you're covering up your, uh, your, your uh, inconsistencies, then you're mm-hmm. not, other people are not drawn to you. But if somebody sees you, or even a pastor, and, say, and the pastor says, you know what, I was wrong to have said that, please forgive me, in a, in, in a public environment or in their church environment, to, you know, they go, I don't want to say that because it'll make people go away. Are you kidding me? No. That's going to draw so many no. more people that can go, I can identify with that. We've got about a minute and a half yeah. left in this segment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Close this segment out for us, will you, uh, Stacy? Yes, yes. So I, I I like the example that you gave about, you know, you play, my husband plays tennis. And, uh, and I used to play, and I'm very competitive. And so I would sometimes get mad if I missed a shot and stuff like that. So, so when you said that, the first thing I thought about was, hmm, what are you believing, Kaz, that made you react in the way that you did? So... A lot with false belief systems. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, perfectionism and performance was where I got my approval. Boy, oh boy, that's right. Or, performance. Or so yes. I thought. Or so I thought. Right? Yes. And so like I said earlier on in the show, believe a lie long, en- long enough and it will become the truth. But how do we dismantle a false belief? We have got to go to the Word of God and what does He say about that? Because once we start focusing and being anchored in God's word, we know it never changes. Oh it's not like the wind. It comes, it goes, and it sways in here and there and everywhere, but it's solid. Yes. And so, and the enemy is going to remind you, oh, you missed the shot. Yeah, you're not so great at tennis, are you? You know, kind of thing. And then you get down on yourself, and I should have gotten it, blah, blah, yada, yada. But it's like, no, no, no. What does the Lord say about you? Wow. That's where you right. anchor. Yes. That's where you anchor, right? And then your your uh, your worth and your value is not in what you do, but it is in who you are anchored to. Wow. And that's going to be the Lord. That's where your identity is. Well, if you right. know that your identity is anchored in the Lord, your worth and value is solid. It never changes. That's so true. We're talking with Stacy Ecaveria, and she has a ministry outreach on KPRZ on Saturdays at 5.30 in the morning. Tune her in because that'll set the stage for the entire day. It's called True You Ministries, and Stacy and I are going to be back to close out this first hour. And I think one of the things that you made mention to about is, is our mentality is in performance and that mm-hmm. level of success, we're misapplying what God's Spirit is saying to us. He's not asking us to perform. He's asking us to have a true blue 
relationship. We're going to talk more about that and other things from Stacy and Kaz. Come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends, to the closing segment of the first hour with Stacy Echeverria. And Stacy, have we had a good time or what? I, yes, we have, and I can't believe how quickly the time I has know, passed. I know. <laughs> let, me, let me tell people a little bit about your, the ministry yeah. that's on, on, your, on KPRZ on Saturday mornings. It's called True You Ministries, and this is just the tip of the iceberg of the kind of things that, that Stacy will talk about. You may be doing a teaching series right now. I'm not really sure about what's going on on your Saturdays at 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to quickly mention that, and then I'm going to ask you to give a website also for you uh, to find out more about you and your stuff. Stacy. Yes, yes. So uh, coming up on July 15th and the 22nd, I will have guests chaplain Stacy Knapp. We are former co-workers and we've been friends for a long time. We'll be talking about welcoming grief and then I'll have the way to salvation in another show, how people can, you know, step into the kingdom of God and say yes to Jesus if they've been on the fence. Hey, I'm, oh I'm talking about that. You know, today's the day. Don't wait. And then <laughs> is God who he says he is? So those are some of my upcoming shows oh, that good. I'll have in the next And week. that's <laughs> on Saturdays, 5.30 a.m. on KPRZ. And a website for you one more time. Yes, is trueyouministries.com. T-R-U-E-Y-O-U ministries, plural, dot com. Exactly. Very good. Hey, my, my listening friend, by the way, since we're talking about that topic, if you want to communicate with me and the radio show Come Together San Diego, it's really simple to communicate with me. And you can say, Kaz, love that show with Stacy. Bring her on for seven or eight to ten more hours in a row, please. You know, whatever you might want to say. Or, Kaz, I don't like your corny jokes. I may get a lot of that. Who knows? But the way to, do, to access me is by this. Pay attention now, my friends. Come Together San Diego, all squished together as one word. Come Together San Diego at kprz.com. You get a hold of me, talk to me, and uh, I might talk back. Never can tell. <laughs> okay, Stacy, we have seven or eight minutes on this. The last conversation we had in the last segment, you made an interesting comparison between performance versus yeah. intimate relationship. I don't know whether you want to use that as your stepping stone in this last segment or something else, but I'm going to hand the baton to you because I want you to say everything you would like to say to encourage our listeners, and then we're going to have to say yeah. adieu for the first seg- first hour of Come Together San Diego. Okay. Stacy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So performance is a big one that I deal with a lot with my clients, and I and and they think they have to earn you know, God's love and salvation. And I tell them, look, uh, if if that were true, then what Jesus did on the cross was for nothing. So it, it's a free gift that he gives to us, although it wasn't free to him. Uh, it cost him quite a bit, didn't it? And so rather than thinking that it's in our own strength that we have to earn anything from God, that keeps us in turmoil. And we are not able to then have a true, authentic relationship with the Lord and allow him to do the things that he wants to do in and through us. What we 
should strive to, or what we, instead of saying should, but what we ought to be doing is receiving, receiving and accepting that free gift of salvation and allowing ourselves to just marinate in that. Yes. And it, like with me, you know, being that performance-oriented person, it was so hard for me because I thought, well, I, I'm not worthy. And, well, of course I'm not. <laughs> On my own, I'm not. You know, but with God, but with God, yes. right, all things are possible. And so he has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying <laughs> to earn it. You know, stop trying that. Stop performing and be. Be with the Lord. We're in partnership with Him. Yes. You know, we step out in obedience to what He calls us to. He'll use us. And don't worry about whether or not you have all the degrees. Don't worry about if you don't have all of the training or the certifications. Because look at Moses. Uh, he was 80 years old when he got called to lead two to three million people out of Egypt. You know yes. what? When you're called, the Lord equips you, Boy, and then right? you go. You know, one of the things is I— go. go ahead. Forgive me, Stacey. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as I take a look at the church environment, and I'm speaking broadly right now, not a specific church or not a specific denomination— sure. But one of the sure. things that I see for people that are in the pastorate, may they, they may not be the primary pastor, they may be a secondary pastor, mm-hmm. or they may be a pastor that answers to a board of directors. Their mentality is, I need to perform properly, and I need to fill the seats, right. and I get need to get resources right. and revenue in here. And right. the challenge that we face as uh, people that are just uh, saints meandering around doing what God tells us to do mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Th- 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 there is a performance mentality in a church environment as right. well. And... <clears throat> I have seen it so many different times, and the, yeah. people would never really admit it, but, you know, if I'm an associate pastor or if I'm a pastor of children in a, in a, in a school, you know, at Sunday school environment or things like that, uh, I have got a mandate of checking off this thing and this thing and this thing, when in right. real life, you know, I, I remember the teachers that didn't have a checkoff list uh, uh, in my life, mm-hmm. and I remember friends mm-hmm. that didn't have a checkoff list, and I remember wives I'm just talking singular wife for me, actually. But you know what I mean. No checkoff list. I yeah. personally am a che- I, I, when I do work, I check things off of a list, and that's performance related. Mm-hmm. But in in relationships, there's no room for that. The intimacy Ew. is the thing we we want to deal with in a church environment. Right. Pastors, are you listening? And associate pastors and song and worship yeah. leaders and things like that. Are you listening? What God wants to do is yeah. he wants you to be real and have a relationship vertically so you can legitimately have a relationship horizontally. Uh, about three or four minutes yeah. in this segment, yeah. and it, yeah. it's going to cl- yeah. close us off for this first yeah. hour. Stacy, so, what do you have to say? So, yeah. yeah, so I wanted to say to the pastors and the associate pastors and all the ministry leaders is this. You're not building the church. The Lord is. <laughs> yes. You get to partner. You, you get to partner with Him in what He's doing, and that's who you're listening to. That's who you're led by. That who He's the one who does right. And so, so that is a that is a difficult, challenging lesson to learn. And you know, I've been through so many different things in life, and and I'm just at the point right now, Lord, where I tell the Lord, you know what, Lord. I won't do a thing unless you tell me to. I won't go here and I won't go there. I won't take that step unless you're the one that's leading me there. And that's it. Because I've learned. And I've learned the hard way, you know, but it was an amazing lesson that I needed to learn. And I know that he will never lead us in the wrong direction. He never does. We're the ones that want to go off sideways. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do our own thing, and we make a mess over there, and we're like, I'm sorry, 
sorry, Lord, I should have listened to you. And then he like redirects us back on track, right? Um, but you know what? Listen to him the first time. You, you know, he's not going to lead you astray. He's always with the, with you and, you know, he'll equip you. So don't worry about it. But yeah, just that whole thing of it's the Lord that builds the church. Yes. And and we and we get to partner with him. And I love that. I, I love being I love able to too. do that. Stacey mm-hmm. Echeverria, you're a remarkable lady. And uh, the fact that you study Torah, is, is mm. a, you may, you're a magnet to me. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> there are so many things we need to know about Scripture that yeah, the enemy has been hiding from us. And we need to get into yeah. the original Greek and the original Hebrew to comprehend yeah. what's going on and realize yeah. it from, you know, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jesus was, is, and forever shall be Jewish. Come on, so understand Hello. not only the things that he spoke in Scripture, but also the mores and 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 uh, uh, the symbolism uh, and the and the and, and the different uh, customs that were going on back then. It'll give you a lot more dimension on what we want to go mm-hmm. for right now. We've got about a minute oh, left. Okay. Would you would you be so kind as remind us of your website again, and then would you sp- spend about thirty or forty seconds praying over our our listening friends as we. Uh, Absolutely, yes. So my website is true, T-R-U-E-U-Y-O-U, ministries, plural, dot com. And, uh, and there's a reason why true, because the Lord wants us, you know, to be truly who he's called us to be. That's right. That's right. So, and Saturdays yeah. at 530 a.m. on KPRZ. Now, Stacy is going to spend a few moments praying over you and us. Uh, I thank you, Lord, that you direct our steps that you will not lead us astray. You have good things for us. I pray for our listeners as well who may be struggling, who may be feeling alone, who may be depressed, and even may be suicidal. Lord, I pray that you would be with them, that they would have an encounter with you, knowing that you are the one true God who has the answer for them. They are not alone. You are with them. You love them. And I pray that you would protect them, lead and guide them to you and to help that is available for them, so that they can be free to live the life that you came to give them, and that is a life abundantly in Uh, you. I thank you, Father God, for your blessings and your peace and your love. In Jesus' name I pray. And I thank you, Lord, for Kaz, and I so enjoyed being on this show. (laughs) Thank you, Stacey Ecoveria. It's a pleasure. You You too. uh, You, True You Ministries, Saturdays from 5.30 a.m. on KPRZ. Our next guest has a similar theme. It's dealing with trauma and difficult times and abuse. She is an author. Her name is Susie Ryan, and the book she's going to uh, talk about is called Saving Summer. She's going to be with us for the second hour, and it's going to be kind of a similar theme, (laughs) which we dealt with here. It's amazing how God orchestrates things. We're going to talk more about that and so much more. By the way, Stacy, God bless you mightily. And my listening friend, we'll be right back. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, second hour is upon us. And uh, I'm remarkably uh, thrilled to talk with my next guest. You know, the first hour we talked a little bit about, uh, from a a professional setting, a, a, a licensed pastoral counselor and so many more things. And uh, that person has a radio broadcast on KPRZ. Her name is Stacy Echeverria at 530 on Saturdays. But, you know, the whole topics that we were talking about, uh, you know, I've, I've had our second uh, hour guest, Susie Ryan, and her beautiful daughter in the studio with me all through the first 
uh, interview and they're nodding their heads and going, yes, 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 because this is a topic that they talk about. But uh, while the, our first hour guest talked about it, literally they're using uh, a fiction, uh, which may not be totally fiction. There may be some major truth pouring in from there. Uh, her name is Susie Ryan. She's a, uh, not only now she's a broadcaster as well as an author. What do you think about that, Susie? So fun. I love it. <laughs> but not only uh, a broadcaster and an author, a novelist, she also uh, is in the school environment as an educator. So we've got so many different things to talk about today. And you know how fast it goes because you sat in on the last hour. So this hour is going to go quickly. Let's just start out by talking about um your teaching environment and how that maybe set the stage for writing the novel. I I want, you know, this first segment, I want you to spill the beans, girl. I'm ready to spill the beans. (laughs) I'm ready to spill the beans. Yes, I'm an educator, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, and I've taught in the private school, and I've taught everything from kindergarten to seniors. Yes. And then I went to the public school in Carlsbad, and I teach middle school now, but I'm getting ready to teach high school again, so they keep moving me around. But I taught at Valley Middle School, and then I was so blessed that I became Teacher of the Year. Oh, my. I mean, I was so honored that they gave me that beautiful blessing. Yes. And then I moved in the COVID pandemic, which was, oh, my gosh, Kaz, for our kids. We're still trying to climb out of it. So difficult. But I went to Carlsbad Seaside Academy, and that is an independent study program that's non-traditional and has a different flavor, but it's still loving those kids oh, and making them know that they are important. As I was strolling through your book, it's clear that you have a love for children. In fact, that's mm-hmm. the very topic of your your book, which is entitled Saving Summer. Um, how did how, how does the your school experience uh carry over into the authorship, if you will, of this book. Let's talk a little bit about that in this first segment. Well, it's such a good question. I listen to my students talk, and I listen to what their pain was, and I always wanted to give them hope because I had suffered a lot as a child. And people that suffer can connect, and they would always come up to me and tell me how they were suffering, and I would say to them, you're going to be okay. Mm. You got this because I have suffered. And although I couldn't really share all that I suffered, I would tell them, I know that this is going to be used for good because it has in my life. And that was such a joy to me to be able to use the pain that I had experienced and help them. And then I thought, well, why can't I just write a book? Why can't I take my story? And why can't I take their story and everyone's story and basically fictionalize my story Mm -hmm. and then offer this bridge of hope that turned out to be saving summer to tell these kids that they are victors. They're not victims My, because this is a message we need. Well, this is a message that's very, very timely for the school environment and outside the school environment as well. But the theme of the book is dealing with uh, an overcoming trauma and abuse. And so in many ways you, you see different facets of this in the school environment. You've been teaching for enough years as teacher of the year. Are you kidding me? You've been been through these things. And so obviously you have a compassion for the people with whom you, whom you educate. And so uh, kind of connect the dots a little bit more. We have about four or five minutes in this first segment. So lay it on us. I'm laying it on you. (laughs) So it's interesting because I actually never wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be, I was a business major and I wanted to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. because I thought that was just the be all. And 
Something very tragic happened in my family, and my brother, he committed suicide. Mm. And it changed everything for me because then selling the merchandise and getting my quota and bonus, it didn't mean anything anymore. So I went back and I got my teaching credential, and it was a, it was a lot of work, and I got my, my literature major, and then I started teaching, and I started looking for at-risk kids. Oh, my. And I kept my brother's memory alive oh by, by talking to these kids and being there and, and, and looking for the at-risk kids, and it changed everything for me. And I'm going to tell you, when you go to school and you make a difference in the life of a kid— that is a reason to get up in the morning. Oh, my, 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 my. Give me a, a setting in the book early on, because I don't want you to go into today's classroom because people will go, are you talking about me? That's well, true. <laughs> but, 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 but I want you to take, take it from the fictional point of view mm-hmm. that you did, that you, 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 you built this, and you've got this young uh, character named Summer, and she start you. You introduce her at a very, very early age, and you take her through the teenage years. And uh, speaking of trauma, and speaking of uh, of uh, abuse, and things like that, and even speaking of suicide, I that's a, a, another chunk of the topic of the book as well. Why don't you kind of set the stage here in this next three minutes so that we can uh, launch into this in the next segments? If you'd be so kind for me, Susie, I appreciate that. Well, I would love to. I pulled from my own background. Yes. So the summer character, when you read the book, you'll see she she needs to have the teacher call on her. She is so desperate for attention yes. because she doesn't feel loved at home. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel loved. And she has an alcoholic, an alcoholic home with parents that really causes a lot of problems. So she gets in that school setting, and she has got her hands up, and she is bouncing around, mm-hmm. and she is begging the teacher to pay attention to her. I took a line from my principal from CSA, Jorge uh-huh. Espinosa, right? and he yeah. said, he said, you're not going to fall through the cracks because you're going to have to slip through my fingers first. <laughs> Don't, isn't that a oh, great that's line? that's a beautiful isn't line. Isn't that a great you're line? You're not going to fall through the cracks because you're going to have to go through my fingers first. Ooh, isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Beautiful. So that is, that, that's the teacher in the... And this and saving summer that helps summer. Oh my! And so you actually chronologue her life from very early days. And as I was thumbing through the book, it's it's, it's got some what what is a, a gently graphic topics there that you deal with you deal with well. But nonetheless, uh, a, an astute reader goes, oh, those kind of things actually happen in a, a you know in a in a school in, in not in a school in a home environment and these kids bring these things into the school environment teachers have to deal with that but these young kids have to deal with that that's We've got about 2 minutes 2 minutes that's exactly right i have experienced a lot of suffering but what my students have told me i tell them you can't scare me cuz it's either happened to me or it's happened to someone in my family oh my. and i am here for you so as i chronicled summer story it was chronicling my mm. students' stories and how it could offer the book, Saving Summer, a bridge of hope yes. that, the, that the adversity makes them resilient. And that resilience then leads to their destiny to help people. Yes. And when I tell that to a student, they get it. They, they say, you're okay, Mrs. Ryan, so I'm going to be okay. And I say, you are. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, you know, I appreciate Susie Ryan, who's with us today on this Come Together San Diego broadcast for the last uh, hour. 
from 6 to 7 p.m. And an amazing topic. You know, a lot of things are going on in the world right now. The children, you know, when we were younger, uh, we didn't know how to cope with some of the things that were going on. And the, the level of challenging things going on today is a zillion times what I, what I dealt with in the school environment. We actually, you know, put our hands on our heart and said Pledge of Allegiance. We, we believed in God and we, we had the freedom to proclaim that without mm-hmm. being somebody looking over our shoulder. I mean, so many different things going on now. And these poor kids, ha- to have a teacher who has compassion for them uh, it w- speaks wonders. So I, in the na- next segment, I'm going to ask you to take the plot line, uh, orchestrate that a little bit more, and then relate it to today's to today's real challenges, if you'd be so kind. Any quick thoughts about uh, how to find the book right now? We've got about a minute left. SusieRyan.com. S-U-Z. S-U-Z. No S in there. No Not No double S. S-U-Z-Y. Ryan, R-Y-A-N. Dot com, and it's also on Amazon.com. Very good. And you just started the book sales, and I think this starting to go swimmingly. It's going well. <laughs> I love it. It's going well. So, so Susie, if you'd be so kind, join us in the next segment because I think the next segment we're really going to talk about the plot line of the book. We're going to, the plot thickens. Ooh, yes. I'm <laughs> but, so excited. But we're also going to relate that to the things that are going on in the real world yes. today. Yes. So Susie, Ryan, and Kaz, we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Yes, indeed, my friends, we are back on Come Together San Diego with an engaging topic. Actually, the full two hours has dealt with the, uh, education. On the first hour, we talked about counseling in the church and ministry environment uh, about uh, things that are traumatic and abusive as well. And, but the same topic follows us into the second segment with a different co-host and guest. Her name is Susie Ryan. Yes, it's the Susie Ryan with a Z, S-U-Z-Y, Ryan. And a book that she has written called Saving Summer. And uh, I'm going to ask you, I, like I told you in the first segment, I am going to ask you about the plot line of the book and relating it to today's challenges. So... Here we go. Susie, tell us about the plot line and today's real challenges that relate to the content of the book. Would you, Susie? I would love to, Cass. <laughs> but just before, you a hard time. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Before I do that, though, I have a question for you. Think about what iconic singer might be in Saving Summer. Think about what I put an iconic singer in. Actually, two, two that I got permission for the lyrics. Who might I have put in Saving Summer? But 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 in the seventies, sixties and the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties. So the setting is small town Kansas, sixties, seventies, and eighties. So one is a more well, they're both iconic. I think. Well, I, I, I see. You have to use some of my own preferences yeah, yes. back in the time. Simon and Garfunkel, well, I, I love, would use. Love them. And, and Neil Diamond, I would and use. And I love him. I saw him in concert, but you're, no, keep, okay. keep guessing. Keep guessing. Uh, those are only two people I know. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Who, who's, um, the, who, who's the king? Not not Presley Elvis. No, yeah, you know it, Presley, Presley Elvis. Oh, yeah, Presley Elvis. Okay. So, you know, you uh, might not know. He, his lyrics are in. You didn't know, but you know now. But you might not know that I got to see Elvis Presley in oh, concert. My. Can you imagine? I was 13. That's in the book, Saving Summer. Seeing him, and he was the king. It was right before he died, Mm -hmm. and he was just as gorgeous as always. I thought he was just so phenomenal. I knew all his lyrics, 
and he was having the scarves and the women were screaming and I wanted to go up and scream for a scarf at 13. I wasn't able to, but it was an amazing adventure yes. seeing the King at Kemper arena in Kansas city. And I did put his lyrics in the book. Okay. So let me, let me use that as a springboard, springboard. This, the, the plot line of the book. And you introduced Elvis Presley in the book. What does that have to do with the anxieties and the challenges in real life that you used him to introduce in the book? So Summer listens to all Elvis's songs uh-huh. because Summer's mom loves Elvis. And Summer is very soothed by the mm-hmm. King's baritone, all his beautiful music, yeah. all his mu- music. So the plot of that is her overcoming adversity and Elvis helps the adversity right. because music does help. Oh, it does. You know that. Yes, it does. You know that. So, so I was able to embed that into the book. And it, it it was so satisfying to me because this character, Summer, suffers, and I will tell you in a different way, I'm going to take it back to my school right now. So every year I have to do CPS training, and uh-huh. I have to I, we have to identify the, the four types of suffering uh, and that or trauma, and that is neglect, the most common, s- sexual abuse, uh-huh. emotional abuse verbal abuse, and then physical abuse. It's five. Emotional and verbal are under the same tab. And every year, Kaz, I get, I get triggered because personally, I experienced all of those. And then Summer and Saving Summer experiences all of those. Oh, my. And I, this is maybe an aside, and you go, well, I'm, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. But if you listen to the lyrics today on songs versus the lyrics back in those days that the book, your your fiction finds itself, um, the, the, there's a lot more wholesomeness in the lyrics than there are today. I mean, in many of the people, if somebody's in embracing one particular uh, musician or another, there may not, may not be a single wholesome lyric in the entire thing. So you have to do deal with it a little differently in this environment. Well, exactly. At least I had the wholesome to pull from. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So I was, I was very thankful for that. And I was very thankful to write a book in Saving Summer where even though Summer experiences these tragic events, that it's a book of hope. Yes, it it's is. a book of healing. And here's why. But God. Yes, yes. But yes. God. There Jeremiah go. 1 7, the great prophet in the Old Testament, says, But God. Yeah. But God. And but God saves Summer. But God is the reason Summer was okay. But God is the reason why we're all okay. The whole theme of the book is only God. Yes. Even though it's not a Christian book. No. And I wanted to. Just, uh, congratulate you on that it's not preachy at all but in the in the proper places you salt and pepper it with god not only uh scripture related themes but you also uh you use salt and pepper it with different things that are of uh, godly character that kind of brings that out in the book as well so some more plot lines in the in your your book that are kind of mandatory for people to be aware of today Susie ryan well i want to say it's a jesus book Okay. It is a Jesus book, but it also has this great flavor of coming of age, high school, psychological drama. Yeah. And you've got the kids who are the stars. The teenagers rescue Summer. Yeah. The teenagers rescue Summer out of her house. And it becomes, after this 
intense trauma of, of little summer. Big summer in the high school years, it is a phenomenal coming-of-age romp of wild high yes. school adventures. So it starts out uh, like an eight-year-old or something, yeah. something along yeah. those lines, and major challenging things happen yes. to her in that life. But her school environment, uh-huh. that's that's her safe place, that's, basically. She, she yeah, can exactly. perform, be who she's called to be. That's and, exactly and, right. And so she has a great deal of freedom in that environment. But even in an environment like that, there are challenges mm. hiding behind different corners. So I'm going to share that, have you share that a little bit more with us as well. Well, that's exactly right. And the biggest challenge Summer experienced in the high school environment was her stepfather comes to her place of work, which is a little dairy queen, oh dairy freeze back in a little small town, <laughs> yeah. and kicks her out of the house, of the house yeah. and says that she's the reason he has all the problems with Summer's mom. Oh so Summer, I loved your last guest was talking about performance. I have this issue where Personally, because Summer's a lot of me, I had person I had performance based anxiety where if I wasn't performing, I didn't feel worthy, and that's what Summer feels. So she's got this stepfather who kicks her out, and she's worried about her next day's math text and getting to her track meet. But she has no place to live. So this is a huge plot twist and dilemma. Where what is Summer going to do? So this happened to me in real life, and this is what happens to Summer. And this is what's beautiful about the story. I and mean, there's so many beautiful things. The people that help Summer are beautiful. In this little small town, and this is true. Not everything mm-hmm. in the book's true. This is true. Her coach mm-hmm. and her math teacher, they rescue Summer. And Summer lives with the coach and math teacher's brother and wife. Never met Summer didn't know Summer mm. and lives with them for two years, and this right. actually happened to me wow. in the book. Who does that? Yeah, who, who does, does that? that? Really? Well, you know, as I read through the book, I became engrossed. Well, I, I complimented you about your writing style, but my listening friend, you'll appreciate it as well. It's called Saving Summer, and why don't you give us a way people can find out more about that book? Sa- Susie go Ryan. to Susie Ryan S U Z Y R Y A N dot com. Very good. Well, you know, my friends, it's about time uh, for us in about two more minutes to take a break. How would you like to set up the next uh, the next uh, segment? We want to talk a little bit. You know, there are pivotal things that happened in this book that were pivotal dealing with you and your health. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about those. Because my listening friend, you know, in, in an environment where we are today, there are a lot of people that are suffering different things, some natural uh, physical things and some emotional things as well. And this book actually deals with both of those things. So take about a minute, a minute and a half to set the stage for this, and then we'll attack it in the next segment. Would you be so kind, Susie? Exactly. Uh, it's a it's a great question because in my teaching, in my teaching classes, I've had to learn that kids who suffer high level trauma experience not all but many unexplained health issues when they're older. And I personally. My. I personally uh, had a lot of trauma, and then I experienced a SCAD event. That's called SCAD, Spontaneous Coronary Artery Dissection. Oh, my. My main artery, for no reason, I have no heart issues, I have no plaque, it shredded the LAD, the Widowmaker's Artery, and I had three heart attacks. Oh, my, my, my. That sets it up, doesn't it, Kaz? Oh, it's, it sure does. <laughs> but here, 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 well, let me, let me extrapolate a little bit from that, my friend. You, as a believer... You may have some health challenges that are maybe tied 
uh, to, I don't know, maybe some traumatic experiences or misunderstandings about your intimacy and your relationship with God, when we realize that God intervenes not only in the natural, but the spiritual, not only the physical, but the supernatural as well, then it changes the rules quite a bit, doesn't it? And I, I think your book is probably burgeoning with examples on that as well. But once again, in, in this last, uh, this upcoming uh, um portion of the show, we're going to take it as something that you deal with in your book about uh, a pivotal health event uh, in the book, but it actually is an illustration of you, and we're going to find out a little bit more about what one could learn from that. Quickly, the name of the book again, and how people can find out more about the book on your website. It's Saving Summer by Susie Ryan. Go to SusieRyan.com, S-U-Z-Y-R-Y-A-N.com, and push a button, and you can get it, or you can go straight to Amazon and get it. <laughs> I love it. She, this lady's a card. I appreciate it. She's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's really funny. She's fun to be around. And so you, if you're fortunate to be uh, in one of her classes, aren't you fortunate? And she's going to talk a little bit about some of the anxieties that show themselves in, in physical ailments and uh, what God wants to do about that. She uses the book to illustrate that. We'll talk more about that with Susie. Ryan and Kaz, come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Thank you, and welcome back, my friends. I'm not alone. I have two beautiful women in the studio with me, Susie Ryan and her wonderful daughter, Lauren. Her wonderful daughter, Lauren, is does media and other environments and things like that. So, so she's clicking a bunch of pictures and doing a bunch of videos and things like that. But this is radio, so you can't quite see that right now. But anyway, Susie, good to have you with us. So happy to be here. <laughs> you know, we kind of set the stage for this section uh, in the last segment, talking about in in the book, there are different things that happen that make uh, 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 physical maladies occur. Uh, uh, and it's a pivotal, pivotal event in the book, and it was actually a pivotal event in your life as well. Why don't we set the stage by having you kind of declare that? And here's what, when I do these shows, my listening friend, you know that I like to extrapolate present day times out of the different things that we talk about. And uh, I want you to know that God is, if these are challenges that you're facing, God has solutions for YOU as well. Susie? Well, I left talking about the SCAD event where I had three heart attacks yes. in my main artery and dissected. That actually happened, unbelievably, when I was teaching, the first one, oh teaching in a whole big group. And then I had another one. I thought it was dehydration. Women, this is present day. And then I had a third one until, in fact, my daughter finally took me to the ER, uh, and they still couldn't find anything. But present day, the number one cause of death in women is heart issues. Oh, my. So it's an, it's an issue because women don't go because we think we're fine. I thought mm-hmm. I was fine. But back to my training as a teacher, they're helping us identify trauma so we can get help for the kids. Because if you don't get help, you have this, not everyone, but many have unexplained, unexplained physical issues. And actually, my summer who's based on me, and again, everything's not true, but two other characters also had in their adult life unexplained physical issues, mm-hmm. and they had trauma. Well, one of the things, if you look at the newspaper right now, they, they, they have a thing called sudden death syndrome. 
And so, I mean, these, and they go sudden death. We're not sure exactly what caused it, but it, so this is a real, true environment in these days. So, so this is what we're looking on. for in kids. We're looking for identifying trauma signs, and yes. they hide in plain sight. But for instance, Summer in the book has to answer the question. She is bouncing in her seat. She's at the teacher's desk. She's needy. She's crying all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, it was a poster child. This this kid has some problems. But I see that in my students, and I see that. Uh, another issue is tardy, late, um, needing to be perfection, uh, needing perfection, which, which is what I did. I needed to be perfect. I needed personally and Summer in the story to know that, that – I was only okay if I was performing. Mm-hmm. And that is a false God. Oh, my. False yeah, we, God. We do talk about performance a lot in, in, in ministry-related things because that is a, a misnomer. We think we have to be uh, performance excellent. Exactly. And, and the truth of the matter is, in, in fact, if you look at the body of Christ, it's not you being per, perfect, perfect in your performances and how you co-relate co, uh, uh, horizontally and vertically and that's really what God wants us to do. Exactly, exactly. So what I chronicle in the book, because the book is a Jesus book. Yes. But Jesus is, is foreshadowed, just like you said so eloquently, but he doesn't come into the book until the very end of the mm-hmm. book. And Summer has this this moment where she's in a church setting and she's not been churched, even though she's always had this love yes. of Jesus, just like me. And and I I remember hearing in this church setting the pastor say that Jesus loves you unconditionally and you don't have to perform. And I put this in the book because it is so powerful when I realized that I, the pastor didn't say this. I know this now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I don't have to perform. Jesus doesn't want me to perform. Jesus wants my heart. And when I learned that as an 18 year old, I was in. Because I'd been performing oh my. my whole life, and it was never enough. So in the story, Summer is a track star. I was a track star. I, I had to win another race to be okay, and then win another race. Yes. And then I could only feel worthy if I were performing, because that's how I got attention. So mm-hmm. I'm smart enough to know if I need attention, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to perform. But when Jesus revealed to me, and this is what I want the readers, mm-hmm. the readers and also the listeners to know, he loves you. He loves you unconditionally. You don't need to perform. You just need to give him your heart. And that's what I did, and that was the game changer for me. My, my, my. And uh, your issue was heart attacks. My issue was a heart attack. So I had three heart attacks, and I I have three extra long stints now. But isn't oh God gracious that he healed my heart, and, and I, have no, I have no more heart problems. So how, how, hallelujah, I got to live. That's right. Well, and you tied that, and I think accurately so, with the dangers of trying to be perfect or trying to perform, perform. And God's not interested in performers. You know, a lot of us, you know, in ministry-related things, especially if you're on a worship team or something like that, you you know, I've got to perform well because, you know, we've got the, the, the fog machine and the background stuff going on, and I just have to have a great performance. The truth of the matter is it's not performance, it's intimacy. I, I, sometimes... 
uh, I'll see people that go, you know, um, they, they may be musicians, and they'll go, you know, I'm just going to stop my set right now. It may not be in a church environment. It may be some of the presentation environment. I'm going to stop the set, and let's just talk a little bit about what is on God's mind. Mm-hmm. And once they do that, and then they go back into it, it changes the entire dynamics. And as a as a school teacher, you have to understand, I, I think you, you are communicating with these kids that they're not, you know, doing their test and, and speaking out and things like that, you, you, you don't want them to think of it as a performance, but just being transparent and real. Well, that's exactly right. Once the kids know I love them, yes, they will learn. And I want to tell you about if we're performing in the church setting, mm-hmm. then it's all about us. Oh, there you go. And it should not be all about us. We all know the right answer as Christians is all about Jesus, but we make it all about us. But even as a teacher, I made it all about me. The day... Because I became an effective teacher was the day I didn't need to perform at all. I just needed to love the kids. Yeah. That was the day. So if you're up on stage and it's about you performing, you're not an effective, you're not effective because it's all about you. The day that you let that go and let God have it is the day he can use you. So instead of presenting to people, what you are is getting side by side with people and Amen. that changes the entire dynamics it doesn't doesn't minimize your skill set in fact it enhances it it enhances because it's oh, not about on, you anymore Susie. it's oh, not about so you good. and then god can shine and god gets the glory yes swindoll said he never wants to embezzle god's glory and oh, i love words yes embezzle and i have embezzled god's glory and he's forgiven me i never want to take god's glory and embezzle god's glory he gets all the glory Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I need to take a, just a brief break right now and read a, a live uh, commercial for on KPRZ. My listening friend, you know, we, we like to know what happened in Bible days and go to places where uh, Bible characters went. And there's uh, a deeper faith Mediterranean cruise going on um, very soon. It's actually August 26th through September 4th. And it's called the Deeper Faith Mediterranean Cruise with Alistair, with Alistair Begg. And uh, they're going to actually explore some of the uh, spectacular places all around the world where early Christianity began and began to grow. Uh, You'll be following the footsteps of the Apostle Paul. And can you imagine many of the footsteps that he made around different places, Greece, Croatia, Naples, Venice, the island of Malta? You're going to really have fun with this. It's a uh, August 26th through September 4th cruise. And uh, find out more about it by just paying attention right now. Go to Deeper faithcruise.com deeperfaithcruise.com now back to Susie Ryan and uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in the 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 the, uh, the school environment but relate that to your book we've got about a minute and a half in this segment and the last segment I'm going to you, you've got a, a, a a warrior publishing mission I'm going to have you talk about that because what you're listening to my listening friend is not only just a school teacher and an author she's a warrior <laughs> We're going to talk about that as well. But uh, we've got about a minute and a half, Susie. Well, that's what I tell my students. They're warriors, too. Yes. They're overcomers. So they come in that classroom, and because they know, they can just feel it, that I that I have suffered, then they will tell me their stories. And I tell them, you are a warrior. Yes. You're going to get through this, and you're going to make a difference. Just knowing that I love them, and I believe them, and I hear them makes all the difference. Yes. And we've got a couple of minutes left on this. We want to talk a little bit about um, more about the book and encourage people to actually go out and uh, order this book because it's going to be in uh, inspiration for you, but also other things that you wanted to do to to uh, close this out. So uh, 
We've got about a minute. How do you want to close this segment? One of my favorite verses, and you know, of course you have many, is Genesis fifty twenty, and I'm going to paraphrase it. What the enemy means for Ooh. evil, oh, yes. God uses for good. There were some things that happened to me personally and some things that happened to the character Summer, and there's some things that have happened to my students. And the enemy meant them for evil, but, but God. But God. But God. But God, if we allow it and we forgive and we give him the pain, he will use it for good. My. He will use it for good. And then he gets the glory because right. it's not about us because there's no way it makes sense. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Oh, that's so, so well. And all things work together for Romans 8. All things work together for good for those who live the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So my listening friend, here's the deal. We're going to spend some time in the last segment tying all these things together. And it's really tied to this wonderful book called Saving Summer by Susie Ryan. It's out in bookstores and other places as well now. And uh, we're going to tie all these strings together. My listening friend, if you've been enticed and uh, this has been a commanding discussion, we're going to pay it off in the next segment because Susie has some uh, innovative insights for you and some words of encouragement that might even change your day, but also that change the life of your children who may be in school or your neighbor's kids who may be in school. All these things when Susie Ryan and Cass come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. You know, I'm always amazed, my listening friend, uh, how quickly these shows go. We just kind of set the stage for things, and all, all of a sudden it's the top of the hour. <gasps> what, what, what has happened? So this second uh, hour, we've spent some time with a, an author, and uh, she's going to be probably turning into a broadcaster as well as I listen to her speak. But she's also a consummate teacher, uh, in fact, teacher of the year at one point in her life. And her name is Susie Ryan, and she has remarkable insights. And uh, before we actually start into this segment, I'm going to ask you to talk about uh, how to find this book called Pay Attention, My Listening Friend, Saving Summer. And you know what season we're in? Oh, summer. I still will help you remember. So it's called Saving Summer. Susie Ryan, how do people find out more about that that book. Well, you can go to my website, suzyryan.com. It's an easy name, S-U-Z-Y-R-Y-A-N.com. You can go to Amazon, and it's also at Barnes & Noble. And I'd love to say one thing, if I could, about the name Summer, because you talked about being in summer. Yes. I always knew my character, because I've been writing this book for about 30 years. I've been little <laughs> sketching little uh, pieces. And it's three, 350 pages, so <laughs> how, how many days per page? Have you, have you, aren't you into math? Don't no, you? I'm an English teacher, oh, okay. so I didn't do that, but it would be a great calculation. <laughs> so I always was just wanting to, to redeem my life, and I always wanted to write a book that said, God's the only way, and I wanted to use my pain and the pain of my students and any anything and everything that had happened to people that I know. So I thought summer would be the name because I just thought summer was cheerful. Because doesn't everyone love summer? Yes. And I had a student come up to me about four years ago, and she was a special ed student, and she didn't care much about school, but she was very bright. Yes. She was she was loving. She came up and she said, Mrs. Ryan, I think you should write a book and the main character should be named Summer. Ooh. There you go. How did she know? Yeah. And I said, 
how did you know I am? And that's that's my character's my protagonist's name because I had to have the right language because I'm an English teacher. And she goes, I just knew. And I thought, Kaz, that comes straight from God. It was. As a confirmation no that Summer was my character's name. I love it. I love it. And one of the accolades that you try to build into uh, the characters, some of them don't take the accolade, but some of them do about being a warrior for for goodness and, and for goodness sake. And so uh, I'm not very surprised about this uh, phrase that I'm reading about tied to you as warrior publishing and the mission behind that. Uh, we've got about seven or eight minutes left to go. So why don't you give us some insight on that and always tie it back to your book, but also tie it back to what you think Holy Spirit wants you to say mm. about our listening friends. Yes, I love that. So in the book, Saving Summer, there's a character that calls Summer a warrior, mm-hmm. a warrior, because Summer has overcome adversity and Summer kept her cheerfulness, her optimism, and really, it was Jesus that was carrying her. She just didn't know it. Yeah. But she finds out at the end. So when I was thinking about starting a publishing company, the only name that seemed right was Warrior Publishing. Oh, I love it. Warrior Publishing. Because aren't we all warriors? Yes. There's warriors everywhere. My students are warriors. You're a warrior. I've mm-hmm. watched you. You How you do your radio program. And, I, and I, I look at people and I see people. And we all have a story. So I started Warrior Publishing And then I am in my publishing company looking for warrior stories of people overcoming adversity and using it for resilience. And remember, the trauma can be turned into triumph if we if we we have to forgive first. This is this is this is a tricky one. It is. And I'm not saying it's good what's ever happened to you. I'm not saying it's good. But just like you used Romans 828, Mm -hmm. it can be used for good. All things work together for those who are called to his purpose. That doesn't mean that everything that happens to you is good, but God can use it for good. And so I think forgiveness is a key. And we both know we have been forgiven so much. We, we, We are called to forgive. We are called to forgive. So when we forgive, I think that's when we actually become a warrior. Because then God can really use us. It empties us of all the darkness of other people's pain that they put on us. I'm not saying it's not valid. Mm -hmm. But but truly, when when we know what we've been forgiven for, it's it's a choice still, but it's a lot easier of a choice. So then you become a warrior, and then I'm looking for warriors that that want to publish their story and show them how. That's so good. I love that. And so you can find out about Warrior Publishing. This is probably the same way you can find out about accessing your other stuff. So give us the website. Here we go again. Oh, once again. <laughs> once again, you can go to <laughs> SusieRyan.com, yes. S-U-Z-Y-R-Y-A-N.com. Very good. Well, you've got about five or six minutes left in this. I want you to kind of extrapolate uh, what you have learned about book book publishing by this effort, but also um, how you see this literally impacting people, some, you know, not a, you know, you just started the sales process, so uh, there are a lot of people yet to read this. But what's your hope as far as a person reads that last page and they close the book? Where do they take it from there? So I'm going to take that question first. Ooh. My my hope is the people that read this book will know they are loved by Jesus. Come on. That, that If we know we're loved, so I grew up not feeling loved, and Summer in the book doesn't feel loved. And it it torments you. Because we all need to be loved. So when we realize God loves us, and I know you know this, but he loves us so much that he died for us. 
that is enough. His love is the greatest love. I'm not saying I don't love other people and yep. people don't love me, but his love, he's the lover of our soul. Yes. So when we have his love, we can overcome That's right. everything and anything. Yes. So then when we feel love from him, then we can love the people who maybe are unlovable and feel unloved. And then, then I know you've heard this many times, hurt people hurt other people mm. because truly they don't feel loved. But free people, free other people. Yes. And, you know, you know, if you read in the dictionary what a warrior is, it might get the wrong, the, the actual wrong understanding or misunderstanding of what a godly warrior is. The godly warrior has to, can deal with the, the evil intentions, but not the person. Uh, the, the person, in fact, one of the best ways to be victorious over a person is to love them. Well, that's that's exactly yeah. right. And and even if they don't love you back, yep. you can still choose to love and forgive them and 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 know. Remember that verse that says, "As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone." That doesn't mean that everyone will live peaceably with you, right? <laughs> no, that's right. And, and we know that. Yes. But we can love and forgive and give grace and love those people and love love the people. And that's what I do with my students. They walk in. They know that I love them. Yes. They know that I'm there for them. And then I think then they reach their full potential to be a warrior. Yes. You know, uh, we've only got maybe two or three minutes left in the show. So I want you to take about a minute, minute and a half to pray over our listeners. But I want you to pray uh, the warrior spirit, but not the warrior spirit as one might think, you know, I'm going to get my tomahawk or get this weapon or something. And I'm going to injure a lot of different people. That is not the warrior spirit that we're talking about. So I want you to incorporate the spirit behind your wonderful book, the Susie Ryan Saving Summer Novel. And I want you to be, incorporate that theme as far as uh, being a warrior, because the warriors of God are different, a different character than the warriors you think, you know, you, as you look at movies and things like that. So take about a minute or a minute and a half, and would you be so kind as to pray over our listeners? And then I'll close out the show. Susie Ryan. It's very dangerous to ask me to pray I and give it. me a time limit. My I, daughter's I, laughing, but I will try. So what So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray in the sense of we need to be healed before we can be warriors. So here's the verse that I'm always trying to memorize scripture. So okay. this, is for, this is for the audience. God, thank you mm-hmm. that when you say we draw near to you because you draw near to us, that you even want to draw near to us. We are so in awe of you, Jesus. So I thank you for everyone listening You say, surely you have borne our griefs and sadnesses, and you've carried our sorrow and pain. Yes. Yet we esteemed you stricken, smitten by God, afflicted, but you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And by your Mm, stripes, stripes, Jesus, this whole audience Mm. is healed. They're healed from the hurt. They're healed from not feeling love. They're healed from addiction. They're healed from the abuse. They're healed from from people treating them poorly. They're healed from so many things that I don't even know. So they can walk in their destiny to be warriors. And Jesus, we give you all the praise Praise. and the glory forever for what you're going to do. Mm. You promise you use what the enemy means for evil and you use it for good. And we are depending on that. To God be the glory. Great things he's done. Thank you. I'll tell you what, Susie Ryan, 
How remarkable is that? My listening friend, Susie Ryan, and you will love her book, and her book's title is Saving, Saving Summer. Summer. You can find it at SusieRyan.com. <laughs> We've got that. Hey, my friend, it's time for me to go. I want to thank Susie and her whole entourage uh, for joining me. Next week, we're going to do a best of show because I'm going to be out of town, and we're going to take you to Israel on this best of show, and we're going to find out what's going on in the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Qumran Caves, but we're going to find out how important that is to comprehending what God is doing for you in the now. My listening friend, God's got big plans for you. And uh, Susie and I join with so many other people that are involved with Come Together San Diego and say, God loves you and so do we. Enjoy your week and see you back on the radio. God bless. Thanks for joining Cast Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.